Well, our moms think we're funny. Hello, and welcome to no, our... No, stop, stop. What? You've got you've got to put more energy in that. I'm um, sorry. <laughs> Hello, and welcome uh, to the Millennium Lachlan Report. <laughs> Today... <laughs> Uh, hi everyone, I'm Akomi. Hey everybody, this is Torque182. Wallcrawler1. Alright, welcome to Our Moms Think We're Funny. So, uh... Do they? Mine does, sometimes. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> she gets offended <laughs> by my jokes sometimes. Mine but... too. <laughs> and, and then sometimes mine will laugh, and I'm like, you don't get it, do you? <laughs> no. Right, never mind. You're my boy. Yeah, no, my mom usually, like, chides me because I say horrible things about people. My mom thinks I'm cool. <laughs> Nobody thinks you're cool, Millhouse. <laughs> but yeah, so, um, so Turk and I were talking a couple of weeks back, and I was like, okay, um, we, one thing we need to talk about for the show is, uh, your least favorite comic artist who isn't Rob Liefeld. And we decided He's that would... not wouldn't... that bad. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> He's gotten better. His storytelling's terrible, though. Uh, but not 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 like panel to panel, but like Major X. God he's, awful. he's pretty awful. Yeah. yeah. And and that's the thing. It's like if I had just said you know like worst comic artists, I knew that we would just spend a lot of time focused on Liefeld, and he's a really easy target. And we've bitched about him so much on the Corova Game Bar. We've bitched about him a lot on this podcast itself, I believe. Um, but I was like, you know, let's let's just all pick a couple of artists who we really just don't care for. For um, whatever reason, and we can we can talk about it. So yeah, so I want to have, add a caveat. To I, that. I, I was going to say the same thing because like you don't want to just dismiss them because they it's hard to get into this industry, and so it's like you don't want to just completely dismiss them because they are not. It's hard. Right. It's a hard gig, and getting nope. in is the hardest thing. It's a respect. And staying in. It's just not your. It's yeah. It's not your. It's not just dismissive. They're not have any talent at all it's just not your particular taste right some of them i'll sure. say i'll say this person it just doesn't have any talent right <laughs> yeah because we, we've seen it like you pick up an issue or something and it's got to fill in and it's like oh, what the yeah it's like holy shit it's like this kind of like so i was about to say something really really wrong and I was like, it would have been funny but it would have been wrong so i'm not gonna do that but i was like like, did this guy win like a lottery or something like i don't, I don't know what's going it's on sometimes, here sometimes it's just like any business who you know doesn't hurt you. Yeah. It's like you're going to get an in, and there's guys that aren't ready, and it takes them years to get there. But but I I, I say getting in's the hardest part. I don't know if staying's that hard. You may not get constant gigs or high end gigs, but like getting in is the hardest thing. And so the fact that they these guys the guys I'm talking about have been in the business for decades. Yeah. So I think for I think respect, for some of the artists, I mean, it's hard to get in. It's hard to stay in because you've seen a lot of artists. Like so, um, I think not too long ago, Akomi and I were talking, and we were like, you know, you know who I like, but I haven't seen in a while, Ron Lim. He's great. And he's he's been doing more stuff for the past like couple of years that I've seen. Doesn't mean he hasn't been working, but. It's like, where's he been for like, I don't know, 10, 15 years? You Isn't know, Sundor you know stuff? You know where he's been for 10 to 15 years? Where? You're going to hate me because this is actually on my list for this episode. He's been doing Archie Comics Sonic the Hedgehog stories. Huh. And they're shit, okay? Oh, wow. <laughs> All right, I've, I've got pictures. Um, but I, I saw he'd done some, uh, what was it, Avengers or Spider-Man? Something recently I saw a picture and I was like, I was like, that looks like classic Ron Lim. 
I loved Ron Lim, man. I, I liked him from yeah, X Mutants, Badger. Oh yeah, like, X Mutants was great. Yeah, dude. So, and dude. his uh, his surfer stuff with Starlin was oh. fantastic. Oh yeah. So, so here's the thing, Infinity so you, Gauntlet. You guys, yeah, Infinity Gauntlet, definitely. You guys got to be introduced to Ron Lim through his Marvel work. Sure. So your first impression of Ron Lim is, wow, this guy's incredible. And when I saw Infinity Gauntlet, that made me a fan of Lim's superhero work. Yeah. But for me, I grew up reading the more cartoony stuff and reading the Sonic comics. So my first exposure to Lim was the Sonic art. I spent like 10 years of my life thinking this guy sucks. <laughs> and that's and it pisses me off because it's like he let me have a bad impression of him because he was phoning it in on the Sonic books. And I understand it's a Sonic book. Right. So of course you're going to phone it in. <laughs> Because it's like you know, it's it's Sonic. If you're not if you're not just having him running around with a big swinging cock on DeviantArt, then what's the point of even drawing him? I get that. It's not a it's not a great gig. The Archie books were never that good. I'm gonna I'm gonna review the entire series someday. So I will say that from watching Comic Tropes channel, right? He did he did a review of I think issue two of the new Archie uh, by Mark Wade when they restarted that. Yeah, I think with uh, Fiona Staples. I saw that. I, I didn't see that. I, I know about the revamp. I saw what they did with it. It looked interesting. Yeah, I heard it was pretty good. This the the story actually the way they, the way he was writing it actually seemed interesting without deviating too much from the old thing. But I'm not I'm not an Archie fan. Either Archie's way. not fucking Mr. Weatherby. <laughs> actually, this not. Week- Deny, deny, deny. <laughs> this this week, like uh, it was Jughead, where he's the werewolf and Vampirotica. They team up. Oh, really? They look kind of interesting. Like I, I never got into it in the Archie with the zombie stuff. I, 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 I didn't. I didn't read it. Archie, yeah, I, I do too. I, yeah. Well, that's like Francesco Francavilla, right? Oh, yeah. He's he's incredible. He's a really nice guy too. But yeah, here's here's some of Lim's Sonic art. So it's it's bad. <laughs> what's what, what's with Sonic having that one? Like that looks like a visor. That gross yeah. fucking cyclop eye, right? right? I mean, like yeah, I agree. That's not a good. He's Sonic. just phoning it in. It doesn't look good as Sonic. It's not good comic art. We're not talking like, like a cell phone either. We're talking like one of those old fashioned, like the kind your grandma had that like looked like it was from like the fifties and didn't work like shit. Yeah. Um. Okay. Yeah. T- take a look at Doctor Quack here. That that's that's his Disney duck here, basically. Does Doctor Quack have a patch over his eye? Yeah, okay. he stepped on a landmine and it blew his eye out because these comics are good. <laughs> so people aren't going to be able to wait. see what we're talking about. Yeah, no. Nah, okay. Like like I said, one of these days I'm going to make an actual video of this rather than a podcast, and I'll load up this art. Okay, I'm I'm sorry. He stepped on a landmine and it blew his eye out. Yeah. What did he step on it with his beak? I mean, how is it? <laughs> we're, we're talking about. It looks like a pirate, pirate Howard the Duck. Like, yeah, right. Yeah. yeah, he's got the big pancake bill. It's, yeah, it's this just, looks like a platypus. It's just horrible. I, I can't mean, believe that's Ron Lim. Like, God, that, and that's the thing. The tails it, looks high in that picture. Doesn't he? <laughs> oh, that one, Sonic <laughs> did. So, the, and that's the thing because I remember it was a Heroes Con and Turk and I were talking and he made mention of Ron Lim and I was like. <laughs> Dude, Ron Lim sucks. And he was like, what? <laughs> I know. I, no, he You don't doesn't. hear that every day. You don't. He was no. like, Ron, Ron Lim doesn't suck. I was like, dude, yes, he does. I've been reading his work for years. I've been reading the Sonic comics since I was 10. And he was like, he does Sonic comics? I was like, yeah. Yeah, and they're atrocious. They, he that, that was the thing. Like, I would I would get a Sonic book as a kid and be like, oh, gee, I hope it's like Steven Butler or Pat Spaziante or one of those good guys. And then you open, it's like, oh, it's Ron Lim. Did you see his Badger stuff, man? The Badger um, stuff? I don't that, think that, I ever, that was some beautiful stuff. I don't think I ever man. saw Badger, but like I said, like once I read Infinity Gauntlet, it was like, wow, I cannot believe this is the same guy. I'll yeah. say this though. Or okay, it's talking about artists you don't like. Like you start off Infinity Gauntlet with George freaking Perez, right? Yeah. <laughs> and then Ron Lynn comes in 
And it's not, don't get me wrong, it's Ron Lim. He's good. And I liked him because he did Infinity Quest, which is even better, in my opinion, than Infinity Gauntlet in some ways because he knew the true power of the Gauntlet and stuff. I know you don't... I, I, no, I, I do like Infinity Quest because I love watching the machinations of Thanos as he goes around and, and especially... When he fits a uh, champion, yeah, uh, he gets the the gem from him. And I love Champion and this day because of that story. Like he's one of my favorite that, characters uh, just because of that. That in the Marvel Two and One Annual. Yep, that the very first appearance of yep. him, and, and they that they introduced the Infinity Stones for the first time. And then uh, when when Thanos fights that, the uh, CGC, the uh, uh, the Grandmaster or, or whatever it is, when that that chess match they have, that's beautiful. But but yeah, I mean, so I love Infinity Gauntlet, but. I think I'd be torn to say I like one versus the other because Gauntlet is a bigger arcing story. You, than you know, Quest. when you think about the way it ends too, it's like the one thing that he wanted, the what he did it for to gather that all together uh-huh. to get laid, to, to, to get death, <laughs> to like him, and all that power in the universe. And he, if he makes her, he can make her love him, but it's not a genuine right. love. So it, that's beautiful, man. So, so it's like that whole message. But but basically, great. my whole point is at the end, Ron Lim, Ron Lim taken over for George Perez. When I first saw it, I was like, okay, I like this guy. I know I like this guy. But we had George Perez. Yeah. <laughs> he, we had he's the guy that's meant to draw all these people. It was set up for him. And by the end of it I was okay. It's almost the equivalent of like Secret Wars. When you have a series like with start off freaking Mike Zek and another guy that I'm leading into, the reason I don't like this artist is because he was a filling guy for and that's that's kind of my thing. It wasn't so much that I hate that guy. When you compare him to the other guy that you liked, it's almost like a movie. Like imagine you're watching Star Wars and you've got all the original actors and then you change the cast, you change the director. It just doesn't feel... It takes you out of the story. I I think what you're explaining is Solo, a Star Wars movie. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Yeah, 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 exactly. Exactly. We're in the middle of filming everything. We're almost at the end and like, oh, fuck all this. Now we're going to replace everybody. (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. (laughs) Surprise. But yeah, yeah. Um... But no, I just like I felt I felt cheated when yeah, I saw yeah. Lim's good stuff. It was like my entire childhood. I could have actually been appreciating this guy's art, and, and instead I spent my entire childhood dreading I, seeing it. I think I think though you had a better introduction because if if we had if we read the Sonic and we went from seeing the guy that did uh, Silver Surfer to the Infinity like Gauntlet to. Uh, was the next one Infinity War and then Infinity Crusade and then when he did the uh, was it the epic book uh, Monkey King I mean I love Ron Lim's stuff I was like oh, dude it's Ron Lim and then I went to Sonic <laughs> I'd be like what the hell yeah I would think I, I, if I had to luckily I just saw art but I didn't actually read the books <laughs> but if I went that route I'd been like what what the hell did you do become in the opposite direction right, right. going from Sonic and be like oh hey this it- guy really is amazing it, you know, I, I see that as being like the better experience, <laughs> as opposed to like as opposed to watching him like fade away. <laughs> and it shows you too, like 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 how important it is to get the right artist on the right book. Because like maybe he just wasn't meant to draw Sonic. You know what I'm saying? It's like he 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 was meant to draw what he was meant to draw. And and every artist has his weakness. I don't care if you're Alex Ross. There's some characters that he's drawn. Yeah, it's better than a lot of people, but. He's not as good as maybe somebody else. So All right, well, it, like, I'm, I'm going to let you finish. I'm going to yeah. let you finish. Right? <laughs> yeah, 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 but, yeah. but what you just said taps into something I wasn't really going to bring up, but I am going to talk about it in this context right here because you guys have heard me bitch about this person so many times before, which is Steve Dillon, right? 
And the thing is, I, I can tell a story. That's the thing. I don't dislike Steve Dillon. Yeah, I don't yeah, hate yeah, his yeah. art, right? Yeah. You know, and I have an old, and old... And dead respect. God rest. No, fuck all that. I don't... No! <laughs> oh, dang! No, and I'm, I'm, not saying, I'm not saying fuck Steve Dillon, right? Where's but his grave? I, I, hate that, I hate that shit about now that somebody's dead, right? And we can't speak ill of him. If you're an asshole in life, right? You don't automatically get redeemed just because you die. Except for the fact that now I don't have to put up with your dumb ass no more. Is Steve, is but, Steve Dillon an asshole? No, no, I'm just saying. I'm just saying people, people do that shit all the time. Like, well, you can't speak ill of the dead. No, he was a fucking ass. And, it's you like, know, just because he's dead now doesn't make him a saint. It's like Hitler's dead. We still you. speak ill of yeah, him. Yeah, you're like, well, you can pick and choose which dead people that you hear, that you can demonize, and which ones you have to praise. See, Steve, Steve Dillon, like, I, I, my first exposure to him was that Punisher, like the, and it was the Ennis that he started See, the Max stuff, and like, I looked at that comic, I wasn't a really big fan of the art, and then he got to the end, and he had this. I got in a fight about it because everybody's like, "Yeah, you got to read this new Punisher." I was like, "No, I don't." I got to the end, <laughs> and like, he's holding this guy over his head. And he looks ten times bigger than the Punisher, and it just looked all goofy. I was like, "That's terrible! You can't read a comic just because you don't like one panel." I was like, "Yes, I can. Yeah. I can do whatever I want to. I think it's garbage." And I never read that book from that time on. And he—he's not a bad artist, but he—I don't buy his stuff either. I, I never really—I didn't get into Preacher. I, I just got in. I never got oh, into the, any of that so, stuff. Preacher guy. So here's the here's the thing, right? And like I said, going back to what you were just when well, I just now but before I had talked about. I don't dislike Steve Dillon. Yeah. Right? I don't dislike his art, and he is a storyteller, which is one of the things when growing up reading comic books, when I got older and more mature, I had to make that that separation between a bad artist and a bad storyteller. Because you got some there's a difference. You've got some yeah. people that are good artists, but they're bad storytellers. Which, in a way, kind of makes them a bad artist. But you have people whose art style... They're not a bad artist. You may not like their, their art style. But they can tell a story. Sure. And really, when it comes down to it, what do you want? Good art or, or a good story? I want a good story. And I'll say, this, I'll say this about the guy that I'm going to pick. He's not a bad storyteller, and I'll give him that. But, like, I don't want to read his stories because the art's bad. And, and, and his stories don't interest me either. Like, I don't... I mean, if he's got an audience... Right. And he's famous, but it's not. Well, yeah. I mean, I'm so, looking at some Steve Dillon stuff now. It's not. It's not bad. It's, it's just. Simple. It's. It's not like. It's. It's not doing a lot to really speak to me either. So I've got. Uh, I've it's, got heads. it's talking heads. Yeah, it just kind of is. It's like really boring. There's no posing. Well, hold on. I've, I've got a book of of that Steve Dillon had done artwork in. It's an old twenty uh, two thousand AD book, right? And when I look through it. Um, it's one of those books I ended up getting somehow and I've always held on to and I looked down I was like holy shit this is this is Steve Dillon from like the 80s right and I was like huh I was like okay much different than it is now and I was just like wow but my, it, my problem with it is and what you were saying is that the right person on the right book mm-hmm. never don't really like I don't dislike Steve Dillon right I think his, his his storytelling is good his art is decent right book like Preacher great but when you put him on a book like The Punisher and The Thunderbolts, his art style does not fit that book. Yeah, it doesn't. And that's really what the problem I had. And it wasn't with him. It was with them putting him in that. And I was like, no, that that doesn't work. And it, it didn't draw me in. Seeing Steve Dillon's art on like Deadpool, Punisher, and Red Hulk, I was like, those are not the kind of characters that he really brings to life like you would see. Like if I'm going to read a Hulk book, right? I want someone that really like makes that character stand out, like a um, Dale Keown, like a Dale Keown, right? Um, McFarlane when he was doing the Hulk, Herb Trippy, uh, Liam Sharp uh, when he did his run, um, even uh, shit. What's the guy that came after Keown? 
Um, oh, he was. I didn't like that guy, and I'll tell you why. He's one of the guys I didn't like because he he seemed like he was trying to. It was a poor man's Dale Keown. You know, it was more animated. It wasn't like it was realistic as Keown's stuff. You know, I, you know, we, we, we've had this conversation. Where we talked about you know the Jim Lee clones after Jim Lee left, yeah, yeah. and then you have these people like I mean people who afterwards it's like you see their work and it's like oh when you actually do your style your style is great mm-hmm. but when you're being forced to mock somebody else's style no but then of course this, you're not being genuine was the guy johnston is that wrong something like that no, it was no, like, no, no. it was it was a short after going there pull out one of my um one of my peter david masterworks but, but, but one of my favorite artists before keown got on it um and everybody hated him i mean for the most part they hated him sure. jeff pervs man. I, know, I knew you were gonna say he's pervs. awesome he's one of my he, Issue 350 is one of my favorite Hulk stories because, like, he's fighting against the thing. And and he also had him going up against the Zorby Man. And Peter David was the writer. Yeah. Still. So it was a great story. Great run. Introduced Joe Fixit. First issue he ever did. And so it's like, Didn't that's that... a great run. And people hate his art. And I don't. I, I love it. But, again, it's it. like, but you, he, was right, he was right in between, you know, a McFarlane, Keon. Um, when yeah. did he come right after Burn too? No, it was uh, it was Burn. I think then McFarlane. No, Basima did some stuff too, didn't he? Uh, not before the because remember he was fighting all the Avengers and like yeah, I think it was Sal. Sal maybe okay. took over for a little bit and then yeah. didn't didn't Sam Keith do that one issue where he fought Mister Hyde? I love Sam. Keith. Yeah, he did. He did. It was only one issue. Yeah, because yeah, but, but yeah, he but, was doing the Marvel Comics Presents. Stuff. But when you go from McFarlane to Jeff Purves or Purves or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah that, That's such a drastic change. No, you're right, you're right, you're right. I can't, I mean, yeah. as, a, as a reader, and like, this guy, man, his work might be good, but it's like, like, bam, I hit this wall, and I'm like, wait, this is, it, yeah, it, it's, you know, it's, you'd have, you'd have to either, you'd have to come in there, like, with that being my first Hulk issue, or, after a couple, you know, issues in, go back and then kind of like, okay, now I can feel this guy. Yeah. Because you can't go from McFarlane straight to him and be like, yep, I love this. It's not but really Ma- doing much for me, honestly. But Ma- Ma- Mc- yeah. McFarlane, I gotta say, man, like... Uh, you know the issue where Hulk fought, fought Santa Claus? Uh, I haven't seen that wasn't him, though. That, that, was, was, a, that was a fill-in guy. Mark, Mark, uh, Mark, uh, Matt, I can't think of his name now. McFarlane. Yeah. I was uh, Tom McFarlane. He like, uh, he wasn't quite as good yet he didn't no. have the right inker on his book when he was doing hulk especially those early issues as he got on a little bit better and started started looking better when he left but like it in was, the beginning it was rough it was it was rough it was still like like his infinity incorporated yeah stuff yeah mcfarlane is like it's very context sensitive as to how good he is i yep. think like it i think he does pretty well when he's inking his own work but even then it's like he's got to be drawing the right thing for it to really look good i mean if you really look at spider-man his villains are good his spider-man's good his people are atrocious man yeah he cannot draw he, i'm sorry well, his mary jane was not a good looking mary jane she was ugly well that's I, the way I spawn is really yeah. i thought she's kind of ugly I, I i thought his humans looked really bad in spawn too yeah but like yeah i mean spawn himself is cool the monsters are cool like all the supernatural characters are pretty awesome it's just he, he seems to struggle with the mundanity. He, he he's a for there you know respect to him because he's going to hit three hundred with Spawn and he's doing the homage. He's doing the two ninety eight, two ninety nine, and and I don't know what he's going to do for the three hundred because they've already done it before. But like the two ninety eight and two ninety nine are those covers with Chance, you know, oh, yeah, like, like the, they, Amazing Spider Man. But it's Spawn oh, okay. instead. Of, it's kind of cool. <laughs> That's nice. So didn't uh, didn't Mignola do um, the Hulk issues when he was in the Crossroads? 
do not. Know I remember. The the, I don't know if I had those. I don't think I had the Magnolia issues. I don't think I had started reading it yet because I kind of came in on the John Byrne run. That's what because I was really into John Byrne at the well, time. So that's the thing. That's if I because if I remember correctly, and it may have been somebody else that was doing it, but I'm thinking it was Mignola because it was that issue. He did Alpha, some covers. It was that issue of Alpha Flight. I think it was like issue 30 mm-hmm. when they're trying to find a new body for Roger Box. And they had that tether, and they're pulling something from from. Uh, oh, they was a new body for somebody. Maybe it wasn't Box, but anyway, they're trying to find the new body, and they um they're like, well, we've got something. They pull it through, right? And it's the Hulk, and the Hulk comes through. And that final panel is the Hulk's arm smashing through the Box robot, like just right through the center of him. <laughs> and that was John Byrne's last issue, and he went to Hulk, picking up from where he left off at Alpha Flight, going straight into Hulk with Hulk being brought out of the crossroads. And I thought That's it was, the same timeline? I thought it was Mignola that. that was doing Hulk and at that time switched over to Alpha Flight. Because he did do, he did right. switch over for so, so, so it's like they, they, they like kind of like, like diverged and then like took each other's shit and went off. Because he did the stuff with they, where they introduced Lady Deathstrike, right? Because like, like, uh, Mignola when he was over, um, because that's where she started was Alpha Flight. That was her first appearance was in Alpha Flight. Lady Deathstrike? Mm-hmm. Really? I yeah. thought it was, uh, I thought it was that, that, um, uh, Bill, uh, Barry Winter Smith. Um, no, she Bill was. Sing- it was Alpha Flight, man. Because huh. when she showed up with, uh, it was the one with. I'm, I'm thinking of the one with um, Power Pack and Wolverine when she's hunting him with uh, Cole Macon and Reese after they've been turned to the cyborgs. Um, okay, you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, yeah. No, um, which is unless the, I'm which wrong, is I'm just gonna look it up. Fantastic issue, by the way. And I think that's the one with the cover, the Sienkiewicz cover, where Wolverine's holding the youngest power pack up by her shirt, and he's got his yeah. closet about to stab through her. Alpha Flight 34, man. Huh. Oh, okay. Oh. I actually I had that issue. Yeah. They, remember those? Like, yeah. 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 That was where she first came in. Okay. Oh, I'm seeing a Jeff Perv's drawing of Freddy Krueger, or I guess it's like a parody of Freddy Krueger. That's pretty interesting. Yeah, yeah, that was that, that's not the best drawing I admit, so, but like, uh, you, you know what it was? Like I said, Peter Dave was writer, yeah, and so he was a good storyteller. And so, like, if you read those the issues I was talking about, you may it, it, it it's I'd, not so much the art, but like, uh, I'd probably it was good. Him. It was good. But, yeah, but anyway, I'd probably. I've kind of taken. Yeah, we, yeah, yeah, so we, yeah, we're talking back. So, like I said, I don't. I've always, I think, for a long time, I always was like, I hate Steve Dillon, but Dillon, but it was, it wasn't that when I when I think back actually about it. I didn't hate his artwork, and I think he I think he was a great artist. Oh, I, I think he was a, a very good artist because he really could tell a story. Yeah. I mean, and he was one of those guys. He's like that. He's like the opposite of a Pachalo who will cram so many panels onto a page. It's like each one's the size of a postage stamp, right? right. We were steampunk. You couldn't even see what was going on, yeah. man. That thing oh, yeah, was we've, crazy. We've talked about steampunk a lot. I, I actually kind of like it, but yeah, the art is very busy. I don't think Dylan has ever, in any of the books I've ever read, has ever put more than six panels on a page. You know? Yeah, yeah. That so, was kind of the Marvel standard for back in the day. But, but this isn't back in the day, so I mean, oh. Dylan... <laughs> Dylan started working for Marvel maybe about 15, 20 years ago. His oh, preacher stuff's uh, not like that, though. He did, because they, they, he pushed him, like, Ellis seemed like he pushed him a little bit more than that. Uh, he Ennis. made him do a little, or Ennis, no, sorry, no, 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 Ennis. the two. Yeah, that's right. Ellis is better. I don't like it. I'm not an Ennis guy. I get, him, I get, I mispronounce him, but like I, I know that. Like I'm an Ellis guy. I'm not an Ennis. I'm not a big Ennis guy. I don't no, I, I'm, not, I'm not an Ennis guy at all. That's, I, I'm, that's another podcast. I'm not trying to cut you off, but you, Ron Lim, Steve Dillon, just keeping it all straight. Yeah, yeah. Ted McKeever. But, 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 yeah. <laughs> this is not going to be my Ted McKeever. Not, I, I don't 
dislike no, no, him, no. but it, it was like my impression of him at first before I went back and looked at it and said, you know what? I don't have a problem with him. It was a matter of, to me, he wasn't on the right books for his art style and to make the characters um, that he was drawing really stand out. Just, just because he's, he's, he was an action guy. He's not an action artist. And to be honest with you, and and I don't know if you think about this. Do you agree with this? I know people don't think this way, but like you associate not only do you associate him with certain books, you associate him with different companies. Now listen to this idea: put Steve Dillon on Green Lantern. Can you see that? No. I could I could see it, man, because I could see him drawing Kilowog. I could see because he's almost got a Kevin McGuire thing going. Uh, I could see him drawing um, Hal Jordan. McGuire. I could see him drawing um, Guy Gardner. I could see him on a Green Lantern book, man. See, I, just just me though. Like you, if you don't just, like him, you don't like him. No, it's, it's not a matter of my liking, but he his style never shows me as being an action kind of like artist. Yeah. And and for Green Lantern, I think Green Lantern books take a lot of imagination. And they are big because because they're not a direct like like fist fighting like Batman Superman punching kind of thing, right? It's a lot more dynamic poses because you know everything's being done with the ring, right? I can see so, him drawing Batman so the, too. So the, I think he's the, a DC guy. I can see him doing Batman. I can, I can see him, him doing, doing Batman. Batman. Yeah, yeah. But I think with Green Lantern, the the characters' poses are very I think need to be a little over exaggerated. Yeah. Because the action's not really coming from them, but it's coming from what they're producing. So yeah. you've got to overemphasize their, you know, like their uh, their movements, so that they stand out to 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 push that that energy projection image along. Well, okay, well, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna start talking about Ted McKeever. Ted McKeever, like I've been showing him some artwork and stuff, and I don't think he's like the the worst artist of all time because I've actually seen some pictures online where he's good. But the thing is, when his stories don't interest me. In his art, especially Metropole, and there was a toxic gumbo. There's just stuff about him that I'm not a big fan of. I don't think he's got a strong style. I think he can tell a story. It's just not my cup of tea. I don't have anything. Yeah. I think he's can He's capable of doing good stuff. It's just not. It's not what I'm going to read, and I'm, I'm not going to. So, and my thing is, is like if I don't like something, I don't really know a lot about it because I stay away <laughs> from it. So I don't really have too many examples except for us. But Metropole, especially his covers. There's some, and like we were talking about, like, uh, I think you pointed out that, like, uh, his backgrounds, yeah. good. He's got he, good backgrounds. He, I like his texturing. Yeah, his he, texturing's good. He can texture like there's no tomorrow. But. Yeah, and, and I, I actually, and sometimes when I see it in black and white, it doesn't bother me as much as there's flat colors. Yeah. I, I, I don't know. It's like, he he's not bad. He's just not, I'm not going to ever look at that book and say, I'm going to buy that. It's just not going to ever happen for me. So it's like, you know, that's, that's pretty much all I got to say about it. I don't think he's... Terrible, like that Mondo, like that. That's got some elements that I could see. That I guess that's an image book that he did. I remember, yeah, I remember that came out. It's I didn't even realize it was him, but but it's not the worst thing ever. Yeah, it's got and some smooth like lines of action. And to what it. is that? Mondo. That's it's Mondo. like an that's image Ted McKeever. Nah, that's not bad. See, from a distance, it had kind of this Hulk Hulk feel. Yeah, well, I then, think that's what he was going for. Yeah. yeah, I think it's it's interesting. I. He looks like a bad. He looks like he was trying to be a bad a, Sam a, Keith, you know. Yeah. I think from a distance it looked a lot. I'm not saying nicer. It does hold the look- phone farther back, even further. <laughs> <laughs> now drop it. <laughs> now leave it there. <laughs> but it was it was much more eye catching to me uh, further back. Yeah. And up close though, it's not it's not bad looking at all. And the the graphics on the Mondo, um, the the title yeah. are really nice. And it's just nothing bad with it. Just 
I think when I look at that face without knowing anything more about the character, that face is just like, oh, why does yeah. why does he not look human? And I'm sure there's a reason, but it's like you got everything else is very humanist, human looking, just you know, over exaggerated muscles. Then you get that weird like head that is like, you know, baby Ruth. Yeah. <laughs> Are you guys? <laughs> um, it's yeah, it's like Goonies, you know. It's yeah, like, no, I, th- I think I think he hit the nail on the head when it's like he was trying to be bad Sam Keith. It's like yeah. he, he wanted to channel some Sam Keith and some Ron Lim. And it just winds up being a little too gritty feeling, I think. I know he's got some hardcore fans, and I, you know, if you like him, you like him. I'm not saying, but it's just I, I just I'm not ever gonna buy that. It's yeah. not, it's not ever I'd be gonna interested be interested in reading his work. Sure, I just, but yeah, I can. I can Look at see that what Batman. We were looking at a Batman, black yes. and white, and the capes all. Um, it's like it's almost like Tom McFarlane meets a. Uh, Claus Jansen, but bad. Yeah, everything's yeah, going that's, wrong. That's a really good way to put it. It's it's, it's just uh, it's just not my. Well, Batman's face on that is really unappealing yeah. to me too. He's kind of like doing the handsome Squidward puckery uh, lip thing. Uh, yeah, I'm not feeling that. Doesn't even look like a cape. It looks <laughs> like my a, parents are dead. It looks like if you look at it, if you hold away from the Batman, almost looks like a looks a, like a skull. Like, should, a, like a like a. When I look at it, I see like Legion's hair. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a good way to put it. It's just, it's just, I don't know. He's, I don't know. I mean, I would probably read his work just to give it a chance. You're more of an indie guy, too, so it's like, I I think he's appeals to the, he's definitely an indie guy. He is not a mainstream guy. It's definitely more my aesthetic than you guys, but even still, I can see, like, this is just an ugly cover. That's That's a, yeah. It's an ugly character. It's an unappealing character. And I think you can draw a quote-unquote ugly character and still make them appealing, and he failed miserably at that on this one. It reminds me of some of those obscure, weird, epic 80s books that nobody wanted to read. Yeah. And it's like, some of them were good, but like, some of them were just straight up garbage. And like, it just, and I think maybe he did do that. Maybe that's where my first exposure, he, the anatomy on this is just shit. The arms are like way too short for the body. It looks like she has, she has junk. She probably does. That's not, it's not even in the trunk either. That, it's that like might under, not, that might just be his thing. It's like under the hood. <laughs> well, you got cut, something's going on yeah, there you know, badly. What this chick really needs is a penis. <laughs> I never want to see that again. <laughs> Please take that off your phone. <laughs> I'm gonna make this my I wallpaper. Never you for your <laughs> oh, here's here's a picture of, of the person himself, man. Look at him. He's, he's bald. He's got chin scruff. What a loser. I, I say that because he looks like me, but yeah. wow. But okay, okay. So my son distance. just texted me, "Dad, are you almost home?" That makes me sad. Oh no. <laughs> <laughs> we might have to expedite you, you, this you, podcast. You, you go next, man, because I've said mine. You said we've all got one. We, are we all getting two? Is that what we're, do- we're doing? Or are we uh, doing? I'm going to toss in as many licks as I can. Yeah. <laughs> Haters. <laughs> Haters. I'm going to curse off this motherfucker. Yeah, like, yeah. I'm not done with you by a long shot. Yeah, we get I medieval mean, on your ass. I, I figured we could just, like, you know, do a few. I mean, I don't, it's not like we're strictly rigid in the format, but if there's some point where you need to go, I mean, we're not going to, like, keep you locked down or anything. You, you, go, you go next, man. Go ahead oh, well, and do another two. Bye. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right, see y'all. Peace out, Wallcrawler 1. I'll see you uh, sometime, or maybe not. Well, um, so... Okay, I'm well, not... just let me go first, then, and then I will go. You're right, you're right, what? So, you mean next? You mean go again? Yeah, yeah. I want to double dip. Well, I want to get my licks in, too. I'll just get them in now, and then I'll let y'all finish. How about so that? So, you're just going to double okay, dip Paul, and just leave us Paul, with so- sloppy seconds? Paul, Paul Neary. Like, Paul uh, Neary. He, he's a great... He, he, okay, let me start this off. He is a fantastic inker. I mean, he's he he's uh inked um everybody. I mean, he's he's a great great inker, and he's not a terrible artist. It's just not my style. And the reason I don't like him, another filling guy. 
Like, Captain America, Mike Zek was on there. He inked him. It was beautiful stuff. And, like, uh, he filled in some issues. And it's not so much that he's bad when you compare Mike Zek with Paul Neary. If you can compare Mike Zek because I like him so much with pretty much anybody, it's going to stand out. It's like, ah. So it's not so much that he's a bad artist. He's a good storyteller, and he's competent, and, and he's he deserves to be in the industry. But the the his his pencils, no. He, he, his faces are weird. His anatomy's a little wonky. It's almost it's like smidge. bad 70s art. I, I don't know what's to say. It, I, and maybe he, if he was 70s, I wouldn't dislike him so much. I don't know. It's just, he's just, what if he's, not just, 70s? he's, what if he's yeah, in his 70s? He's probably in his 70s now, but back then he's probably <laughs> in his 50s or 40s. Um, I mean, we're talking like, they're talking like 80s books, you know? So it's like he, He's not a bad artist. He's just not my. Yeah. You know. See, like I look at this and I think non-dynamic. Yeah. That, that's really it. Is that like I like art that really delivers some kind of a punch to it, and it doesn't really feel like his does. It just is. That's that's what I've noticed with the guys you guys are bringing up is because they're kind of mainstream to me. I just see them and it's like this just is. It's just a page of comic art to me. Well, to be honest, I haven't even brought up anybody yet. Well, that's true. Yeah. <laughs> What do you mean, Steve Dillon? No, I was I was saying I, I was saying that he was on I your didn't, list, <laughs> right? How I, I used to not like him, but I wasn't viewing him the proper way. Ah, okay. And he actually is, a, is like I said, a good artist and storyteller. But it was I was going playing off of uh, off of uh, Crawler's thing. It was like he he just for a lot of his later stuff, I didn't feel he was on the right book. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah, that. that's that's fair. Well, he did this uh, when you look him up. The first thing you see is some sort of jungle woman and it looks like a big <laughs> really? fat overweight just gave birth starfire hadn't lost the baby weight <laughs> it is just it's just I bad the baby weight. and it's like it, i don't know it's just uh but it but like i said ink all day i mean he can i saw him do some authority stuff there i saw him do some um excalibur um he's he's good yeah, man alan davis his cityscapes are kind of hot yeah I'm so if i understand this. you correctly what you're saying crawler is Paul Neary, stay in your lane. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Don't, don't go over here so much. Just go over here. And you'll be fine. Stick to the side roads and... Um, For the love of God, get out of the passing lane. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's it. That's pretty I, much it, man. No, that's, that's fair. Those, those are good observations. He's you not know, a bad I, artist. I, I, just... can't, I can't say I really... Outside of like the, the fill-ins that you, you, that you talked about or whatever, I can't really say I've paid much attention to... Him as an artist, mm-hmm. I know I've known him as an inker. And I've never hate really, him as a person. <laughs> I've never really looked at, at his uh, at his his just straight on art stuff. So I don't really have an opinion about that. Um, from the images you showed me, uh, especially that that Captain America cover with the uh, with sin, mm-hmm. uh, it's it's not it's not bad. Now no. I will say this: coming from where from where I am, right? I'm not an artist. You guys are artists, so. Where I sit and I look at it, I'm like, oh, okay, um, yeah, I, I don't think he's that bad. There's some people I think they're just atrocious, but I'm like, I don't, I don't think he's that bad. I mean, I, I wouldn't, it wouldn't tear me up um, to if I had to read a book of his, you know, because I'll, I'll say this: one of my favorite artists is uh, Wills Pataccio. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. And back in when he was doing um, X Men, right? There are a lot, and I would, I would see him, and I would be like, that's not a good panel. He had some really good panels, and sometimes some of his work will come across as flat. Like there's, I remember it's always stuck in my head. There's a one issue of X Men where Wolverine's head is kind of turned, and his head actually looks one dimensional. 
Like the rest of the body stands out, but then the head just looks flat and the way yeah. it's angled just it, it just looked wrong. And I'm like, but I still love Will's Bertaccio. It was like it was he it were a couple panels I would see like that, but it never stopped me from liking his work. And I think Paul Neer would fall in that category is like, yeah, he doesn't strike me as like he wouldn't be like one of my immediate gravitational like artists. Mm-hmm. But I could look at his work and be like, "Yeah, I'm I'm cool with this." It's funny it's segue like, and unplanned, but like Will's Prestacio, sorry, it, Will's Prestacio would have been my next one, and I'll tell you why. It's not his old stuff. I thought you it's, had to leave. It's, it's, his, it's his new stuff, dude. Hey, you don't stay up with the new books anymore. You need to see his new stuff. That's I'm what sorry I'm that I don't have a store in my neighborhood anymore. You do. Guy, you just refuse to go to it. Everybody refuses to go to it. <laughs> it's like uh, I'm not gonna go to Dusty Knockers, whatever the hell that place is called. <laughs> Here, look at this. I, I just want to show you this cover. Yeah. Now, if I told you that this was Will's Prestatio, would you believe me? That's not good, man. I'm sorry. There's something happened to him. He, that is not a good cover. His new cover for upcoming X-Men, no good. And like, there's a couple other ones I could show you, too. His style's changed. Some of them are not terrible, but it's not It's not the same guy. He, he was way more dynamic back in the day, and I agree with you. He wasn't ever the best storyteller either, but... I didn't hate him. I don't hate him now. But that's not... You You can't say that that's good. I will say this. I'm looking at this, right? Yeah. Um, I'm going to say that I think part of this... I don't know who the inker is, uh, but I've never... I don't think I've ever seen him on... Is on it Paul work. Neary? No. <laughs> <laughs> but when I look at some of the background characters... What, what, what issue is this? It's the it's the one that's... Let me see. It's coming out. It's going to be issue 21. So okay. that's like four or five issues away. No. Yeah, five issues away. Hmm. So there's these... There's um, Matrox in the background, right? Yeah. And I look at the way they're posed there. That, to me, looks like typical background Portaccio work. Mm-hmm. Right? I, that, that's what I've seen from him but look at that background, man. Before. That yeah. is not a good it's juggernaut. Something, something about that, it looks wrong. Yeah, he hasn't even seen it yet. It's like, an iffy juggernaut, for sure. Come on, man. That's yeah. not good. Look at that Wolverine. I wouldn't have thought that have, was Portaccio that's, at all. That's what I'm saying. No, I was going to say, look at that. And see, he was all like, oh, you need to leave. <laughs> oh, now. Oh, no, I was gonna say, oh. Look at, look at Cyclops' hand, right? <laughs> Yeah, that's a bad hand. Come on, but I, but here's the thing. Hey, I'll show you those ones. I'm I've not seen, done yet. I've seen <laughs> I've seen bad Portaccio before, yeah. and I've seen and and I'm I'm making assumptions based on looking at the art, like the stuff that I that I really liked of his and stuff that I haven't liked of his as much, right? It's I, not a bad picture, but even the angle of the look at that that doesn't that no what I I think that's that nice. like it's yeah. it, it's, it's I think that Rob Liefeld licked his hand and he caught the stupid. We were looking. Oh, wow. <laughs> Ouch. You said so this is a non-Liefeld bashing zone. We started off saying no Liefeld. That's it's too easy. Don't. And, and I love number nineteen. Route. That was not it's even terrible. for me. Okay, what I was gonna say is this: is um, uh, again, this rough. is just me making an assumption about Portaccio. Is I've seen stuff where it looks like he had time to really work on it. Yeah, and yeah. Stuff where it really looked like he did, like, rush and phoned it in. I was going to say that. And when he, when he was doing Wetworks, and Wetworks was falling behind, I remember there was one issue. It was a double-page spread. Had three panels on it, and they weren't even full panels. They were these, uh, these like, like horizontal-like boxes that started from the upper uh, left corner and then kind of got smaller, four of them that got smaller towards the lower right corner, and the rest of it was blank. Hmm. And I was like, well, and I, sometimes you do some of that kind of thing for storytelling purposes. Yeah. This does not strike me as storytelling purposes. It was <laughs> like, so I've seen what I think is like a rush Portaccio and I've seen what I think is like good. Um, that to me looks like a rush piece of his. It does. And, and I'm, not, I'm not saying that, that 
I'm not saying that, that he that this isn't how he does things now. What looking at that piece, that's the image is that that reminds me of some of the stuff I've seen him before that I would have considered a rush piece of his. And, and, and the problem is, though, the what I'd say is I've seen him on YouTube sketch out a Wolverine head and it came out amazing. That shit was nice. It, oh, yeah. and, and, and he did it in like eight minutes. And it that's what I'm saying. Tight. So how can you do that? No, and no, then sorry, this the one, cover be the so... The one I saw was Bishop. Uh, he okay. did a bishop, oh, and yeah. it was like it was it was amazing. And he's a good artist. Don't even I like his stuff. I just it's just even you admit like I'm I mean I'm not wrong. It's, yeah, it's, no. It's, it's, no, it's those, not. Those not were good. some rough yeah, pieces. Yeah, so yeah. have you guys watched any of Jim Lee's live streams? Uh-huh. Yeah, he's he amazing. does some like really non-conventional stuff, and it's beautiful. I saw him do the Harley Quinn and a Batman um, together, and it was just it was just like wow. I, I sent Turk the one you. that he did of <laughs> Goku. And uh, just just to piss him off because he doesn't like Dragon Ball Z, <laughs> I was like, check this one out, man. <laughs> Jim Lee doing Goku. I didn't watch that, by the way. <laughs> just, straight up honest. If I if I That's told fair. you I did a live, <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I think you were just like, right. just because Jim Lee does it doesn't mean it's automatically good or something like that. <laughs> right. So, um, so all right, so Turk, who do you hate? <laughs> Oh <laughs> uh, well, no! I'm sorry. Everybody. I kind of, I kind of stepped all over, all over Crawler's toes there. So I'm letting, I'm letting him finish. <laughs> no, no, no! I'm, I'm done, man. Like I, I you admitted you were wrong. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> That's all we ever want out of you. <laughs> Ted McKeever doesn't care about good art comic art. Yeah, I mean, you just you could have you could have heard those phone conversations back in the day. That you know, hey, Stanley, it's me, it's me, Wills. Yeah, I'm not gonna be able to turn that book in. Rob licked my hand again. <laughs> yeah, no, my drawings are turning out like shit, man. These feet, these feet just keep tapering off to nothing. Listen up, true believers. <laughs> yeah, okay, you, you guys don't read the new stuff, but Major X just came out, and like uh, the story just got awful. His arts, what? uh, it's what's weird is who's writing who's writing the story? Rob Liefeld. And like <laughs> supposedly some other guys helping him, but it's Rob Liefeld. And like uh, <laughs> it's like a ghostwriter. <laughs> and like and like uh, he's he's like uh, his art's better, but it's flat, man. There was an energy. To, so no no matter what you say about Rob Liefeld, his his characters had an energy to them at least that were, were compelling back in the day. But now oh, yeah. his stuff, I, I his love, stuff I love is Die Hard so flat. <laughs> And Bad Rock, Yabba Dabba Doom. I was talking about more like his New Mutants stuff. You know, oh, like, okay. Blood Wolf. Yeah, like, you you like, liked his New Mutants, his early New Mutants. You even you, you admit that. Oh, uh, I like from, I liked his New Mutant stuff. So I okay. He couldn't even say it. Like <laughs> no, no, no. Okay, I was gonna say, I read I read New Mutants for a long time. Um, and then New Mutants had this part where started off reading New Mutants during there the um. Uh, 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 McLeod, right? Run, and then I think someone else took over, and then um, we went into the Sinkevich, which at the time I was just like, "What the fuck is this?" It, yeah. was, it was so dark <laughs> and so different, mm. I could not get into it. I couldn't. Um, but I love Sinkevich now that I I've grown too. to appreciate it, and I've, I've grown as a, I think a an art connoisseur, right? <clears throat> Man, with pinky of an air was say that. He, he hasn't um, gotten worse. He's gotten better. Oh yeah, I love so, Sinkevich. He's amazing. And, and, the and then after Sinkevich, he has a bunch of stuff. But then Brett Blevins came in, and I've never been a Blevins fan. And he's good though. I like him. I it, like his stuff. See, I'm not gonna. Say, I'm not gonna put him down. Yeah. I'm just saying that the only thing I remember ever seeing of his was his his New Mutant stuff, and I didn't care for it at all. Is this your next guy? No, no, I'm not. I'm not, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna attack him at all because I've. I never cared for, but I never 
I never took the time to go back and relook at his stuff and see if there was any kind of appreciation for it. It just I just remember my the new movies I didn't like. Then came in Liefeld, right? No, yeah. I kind of like Brett and Blevins. It work. was and yeah, it was different from Blevins, who I didn't care for, and and I liked it, you know. Plus, and I'll say this for for Liefeld when he first came out, being a person that had liked comic books for so long, and then there he is on TV doing his 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 like Levi's commercial with Spike Lee, right? Yeah, it was, he's he, a superstar, he, man. Right, and he was bringing like this mainstream, like you know, like interest to comic books. I loved it. Sure, and you know, and you know, of course, we're we're hitting the '90s there, and and I was like, I was, I love Rob Liefeld, and then we went into X Force, and I was done. Nice, wow. Sinkiewicz cover. Oh, that's it's sweet. Get, it's a one to fifty variant from Marvel <clears throat> Comics Presents because they relaunched it. It's terrible. I love but Marvel like, Comics Presents. Nobody's buying one to fifty variants of that thing. That thing has blown up. I could have bought it for forty three dollars. That thing's going for five to six hundred bucks, man. Sinkiewicz. That came out this week. Sinkiewicz is a really cool guy. He's really nice too. I've never met him. He's pretty chill. Oh yeah, he's 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 cool. Did you know that his electro work? You know who that is? You know who that model is? Amanda hmm. Connor. <laughs> oh yeah, wow. I think she's under, understudy. Like, uh, and she got her start with him. That's awesome. So when I when I met Sinkevich, and I've told you guys, but I've never you know, talked about it on the channel. When I met Sinkevich at um, at uh, at HeroesCon, and I told him I was like, I was like, I owe you an apology when you came on to New Mutants. I was like, I stopped reading the book. I was like, I did not like your work because it was so dark and you know that kind of stuff. I was like, but then when I when I had it, you know. Once I had learned to start appreciate artists, you know, because at the time I'm like, I'm all about like John Byrne, mm-hmm. George Perez, and those kind of people, and and that's that was my idea of a good artist. And you had some other people in there too, but like when I thought about art, it was like, bam, those are the ones. And he just wasn't hitting it for me. But then when I actually was like, okay, let me go back and really look at this guy, and I could see like his talent. It's phenomenal. So I told him, I was like, yeah, it wasn't, as I say at the time, I hated it. But then I, when I grew as a, you know, to understand art and as a person and matured, and I was like, your work is amazing. And, and Heroes, they've got that picture, that banner. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. For that one with the, the immunes. Uh, yeah. With magic or something. Yeah. Or, yeah. yeah so it's this, it's this yeah, uh, I, like I don't that. even, I think it's an original art piece. Maybe not for Heroes, but I don't think it was ever on a cover or anything. It maybe so, it's just a promo piece. Yeah. yeah. So for people that have never seen it, and I pointed out to you guys at Heroes, because we had been at Heroes like, you know, for a couple years, and it's this big banner, it's an all white cover, it's it's Daniel it's Moonstar in the snow. Oh, it, and I think it. she's got her um Annie. uh well her name is Ma- uh, no magic was uh, Ileana. Um she was uh shit was her not karma. What was her name? Um oh, Danny Moonstar? Yeah. Um uh is it Mirage? Yeah, Mirage. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, uh, so it's hard, and I think she's got her bow with her, doesn't she? Mm-hmm. And she's kind of she's like, got Valkyrie powers. Yeah, she does now. Yeah, yeah. After um the uh the New Mutants X Men Annual crossover with mm-hmm. uh, uh Storm the the Thor. But anyway, so uh so she's kind of she's kind of like like stalking through the snow, and there's a tree like behind her on an angle, um, and it's, and it's just her. It's really pretty, and we were sitting there, we were talking. It was it was. After hours, so the con had closed up, and we were, you know, putting our tables away and stuff like that. And we're all talking. And I'm just looking up at this thing, and then I see, and I was like, "Holy shit!" And the branches of the tree make the shape of the demon bear. 
Yeah. Yeah, it's and, so cool. And I had seen that thing so many times and never saw the demon bear. And, I'm just sitting there and all of a sudden it was just like, bam, there it was. And I was like, that is fucking brilliant. Yeah. Um, so, and, but, so I was telling Sienkiewicz's story and he's like, he's like, dude, he's like, I had the exact same, like, you know, perception with a book that I was reading as a kid. And it's like, and this artist came along and it's like, and I didn't like it. I hated it. But then, like, years later, I really grew to appreciate them, and they're one of my favorite artists now. Oh, hold and, on. And so, like, can I, can I guess? that made me feel so much better. Can I guess? Yeah. Is it is it um, um, Neil Adams? I don't remember <laughs> who he said it was. Because the thing is, if you look at his early work, that's exactly who he's trying to be, man. Really? Yeah, if you look at look at his Moon Knight stuff, man. Okay. It, it's he was trying to be Neil Adams 100. He I even admits it. He was trying to well, be Neil but, Adams but, back but, then. Well, uh, you know, yeah, well, Moon, Knight right. was, Moon Knight was better than Batman. <laughs> oh yeah, and it still could be. Like I, I think if they no, made you, a movie, you remember that? Remember those covers and everything for the thing where it was like it was it was a there was like a cover or something. There was like Moon Knight, and it was like like better than Batman or whatever. And then like a magazine put out a a cover later on with like Batman. It was I, I'd have to look it up because it was something I, I watched on TV and they were showing. I was like, ah, oh, that's funny. I don't remember those, but I tell you, we've talked about it before. My favorite ads of all time in the books were Bill Sienkiewicz ones. You know what I'm talking about? Which one? The Power Man and Iron Fist. Oh, he's yeah, like, you're not yeah. buying. If you don't buy this book, you know. And he's like, it, dude, those ads, those they're beautiful. Nice. He, he was, he was incredible. But yeah. So anyway, but Turk, so. who do you hate? <laughs> <laughs> we love more than we hate around here. Yeah. I'm all about the love, baby. Um. Okay. So who do I hate? Um. Uh, money, money, money. Who do I hate? Uh. So. Okay. Um. All right, so I told you that when I when I go to tell my story, right? Yeah. Um, it's 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 gonna be a special story. It's not the personal one, is it? It's not personal reasons, is it? No, 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 no. Oh, no, okay, no. okay. No, that's the Barry Windsor Smith. Yeah, that's what oh, I yeah. was like. Okay. <laughs> Barry Windsor Smith. <laughs> Fuck Barry Windsor Smith. <laughs> Barry Windsor. He has fucking clown shoes. <laughs> okay, so see now I got to tell the story, right? Okay. Long ago in a galaxy far, far away. I'm a kid and, you know, and I'm reading books and everything. I've read the issues that, um, that, uh, Barry Windsor Smith did of X-Men, liked his work. He did that Moon Knight, I'm uh, not Moon Knight, that, uh, Man, Machine Man, like, four issue series. And, like, you know, I'd never read any Conan or whatever. Plus, his style in Conan was a lot different than his later style, right? Yeah, I actually like his style in Conan a lot. So, and then he did the the Weapon X like um, like run uh, storyline on uh, Marvel Comics Presents. So, I go I go to a Heroes Con and I'm with a friend, right? And we're in the elevator with this guy, and this guy's in this kind of it's just it's just the three of us. This guy's in this kind of like purple silk suit, right? It's just three of us, and we had just checked into the hotel, and um, and we're in the elevator with this guy, and we've got our Heroes Con bags, and uh, they've got a picture of like Wolverine on it, like Barry Windsor Smith, Weapon X Wolverine. We're talking about, you know, it's like, it's, it's, we're excited, awesome, it's like our first big con, and uh, he's like, and one of the people I want to meet is Barry Windsor Smith, right? And so we're talking, you know, the door's open, I don't remember which one of us gets out first, but that's it. So, I don't even think it was that day. I think it was the next day. We're there, and they're at the con, and go, and I'm standing in line to, to meet Barry Windsor Smith. And I've got my, excuse me, was it X-Men, like, 217, whatever it is. It's the um, it's the one with uh, Wolverine, and uh, I think it's the first Lady Deathstrike in X-Men, or whatever. Anyway, so we're standing there, and I get up to the table, 
And it's the guy from the elevator in the purple suit. And I'm like, because he's still wearing the same purple suit, right? And I'm like. He's like, I'll never take this off. And I'm like, okay. And I'm like, wow, you were in the elevator. And, and my mind's not like, like, like working right away to be like, hey. You. You, you could have said hi or something, right? But, you know, but, you know, whatever, right? Um, so he signed the, he signed the book and, and I was like, hey. I noticed that, um, you know, in a lot of your, your stories, right, there's always some kind of weather event going on. It's raining or snowing. And if you guys go back and look at his stuff, right, mm-hmm. there is always a heavy, like we, I mentioned that um, that Barry Windsor Smith with the Power Pack girl with, you know, them and everything. Yeah. It's snowing all in the back of that. And the, um, it's snowing all in Weapon X. And, and that Wolverine Sabretooth <clears throat> issue, like yeah. where they were fighting each other. Yeah, it's it, it's always it's rain or snow. From even 10. even like the 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 life death issues he did with Storm and Forge and all kind of stuff. Always some kind of major weather. So I was like, I know it's always kind of raining or snowing or whatever in the background. And he's like, it's like you know, it's like why you know, it's like is there's a reason for that? Because I'm expecting him to say something like, I really don't like drawing backgrounds that much or whatever. Or like you know, <laughs> it, it adds a different layer to it to that having that you know that weather element or whatever. And he signs the book and he goes because it rains and it snows. Dang. <laughs> such a prick <laughs> and I, I got my book and I walked away and I was like I will never buy another book of his ever again I, and I, I don't hear that him. I mean that, that's a really shitty response he's never meet your heroes it's true yeah. uh, actually you know like, I don't want to interrupt your story but like Sienkiewicz like I know a dude that I went to school with and you know the Daredevil graphic novel yeah. that's like his bible man that's his like like Sienkiewicz is his god you know it's like he he like he says that that issue influenced him more than anything ever and it's beautiful, man. It is. It's beautiful stuff. And he showed him his work. And the guy is a European style. And, like, uh, I don't want to say any names, but, like, it crushed him, man. He, he destroyed him. Really? He went nice. And it's like, uh, I think he could maybe be nice to fans, but it's true. Like, artists, they will take people underneath their wing, and sometimes they'll, they'll bring them into the fold. But sometimes they... Just eat their young, you know what I'm saying? It's like they're yeah. not—they're not—they're not, not going to be. They're—they're they're not going to. You're taking in more competition, and I don't know yeah. if it's because he was fearful of him because the guy was good, but like, uh, maybe I don't know if you. I don't, I don't know. Sue yeah. Kevich wasn't fair. Hey, he, but, just but, connect wrong. Too, yeah, right? and that's another thing too. I'll say this: just because you like them, doesn't it, mean does, they like you. <laughs> it doesn't have to be that way. You know, I, I actually met an artist recently that I've liked for a long time. And it tainted my viewpoint of them. Not like I'm the biggest fan in the world of them, but it's like, it, and it could just be, you know, didn't wasn't a good, bad day, you know, yeah, tired. Yeah, you, you just I mean, don't know. Like their lunch you know. could just not be agreeing with them. I mean, it's but your but your story, I wouldn't want it. Yeah, yeah, but I don't. I, I don't blame you say, at all. I think if, if if I was an artist and someone came up to me and they're like, "Hey, would you mind looking at my work?" One, I think a lot of people they don't really want real like a real critique. They want you to say, yeah, you look good. So they can go, hey, so-and-so said, you know, my work is great. Yeah, yeah. And not to be able to say, hey, look. And I think it's hard also for an artist to be able to be like, yeah, you need to tighten this up here. But like, motherfucker, you don't do that. Like if like right. if, I took, if I took some art to Rob Liefeld and he'd be like, you need, you need to work on your feet. And and, the, and where, the, where the fist connects to like, you know, to like the, <laughs> the arm, that, that, that wrist. And be like, mother. It was like, who are you to tell me? But the thing is, you know. I'm in a position you're not. And the thing is, whether I do it or not, I want you... You're asking me how you can improve. Right. This is how you're going to improve. It's like, I don't want you to fall into the same habits I do either. Right. And and especially if you're if you're trying to make it into the industry, I know what they're going to look for 
they're going to say, no, this isn't good enough. So if you want to get in, you're going to have to fix this whether I do it or not. I'm right. already in, right? You want to get in, you need to fix this stuff. Otherwise, they're going to count you out. That's one and two. Like you were saying, if if our work, our style is very similar, right? Yeah. You're competition for me. You're young, yeah. right? You, you, you've got, you can probably work a lot longer because my wrist is probably starting to really kill me right now. Yep. And not only that, you're going to be a lot cheaper than I am. Yep. And... For me to bring you in, that's like cutting my own throat. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And now, if your style is different from mine, oh, I'll take you under my wing, sure. Because more than likely, you're not going to put on the same books that I am. Yeah. You know? So, I'll be more than happy to make you competition for somebody else. But, but not for me. <laughs> right. Right, yeah. Totally. No, it makes sense. I mean, it's like, you got to look out for yourself in the day. I mean, nobody else is going to. But it's like, yeah, I mean, you don't want to destroy people either. It's like, right. uh, I, I would think that you'd have... Especially if somebody that appreciates your work, you know, that that's your, and, and it doesn't seem like it's reciprocal. It doesn't seem like there is a lot of respect from the industry to the fans. And I don't know what that is. Like, uh, I, I think maybe, maybe people that don't want to, okay, you've heard that saying, it's like, there's not a comic book fan. It's only someone who wants your job, right? right? It's like, it's like, and I think that's true to a certain degree, but there are, there are people that are actively pursuing it and they probably are easier going on them than people that bring them a portfolio or a, right. or a writing sample or like, cause it's like, are you trying to use me? Right. You know, are you trying to, do you really like me? Or are you just trying to BS me cause I'm here? Yeah. Cause, I cause we that. all know those opportunists who are only interested in using hmm. you to, uh, to further their own connections. Hmm. Do some of them wear suede jackets? <laughs> no, I don't want to It's another. crushed velvet asshole. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> but no. So I so I'll give, I'll give you an example of something that happened to me um, at work. I had to. Uh, I was asked to review a job aid, right? And um, and I'm going to keep this as generic as possible. I was asked to review a job aid, and I really hadn't had a chance to look at it. But I had a meeting coming up to where they wanted um, they wanted to kind of get some some critique on it, right? And see you know what was good and what was bad or whatever. So I was working on that morning, and it was like maybe an eleven or twelve page job aid. So I only get to like page eight, right, before it's time for the meeting. And there was actually two documents. I only got through page eight of one of them. We go into the meeting and uh, it's, uh, you know, it's uh, over the phone and I'm going through the thing and they were like, they set the meeting up for like a half hour, right? And they were like, okay, well, unfortunately, it's like we're, we're at time here for the meeting, but... Um, but you're like, uh, why don't you go ahead and send us the rest of your, you know, like your your recommendations or whatever and blah 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 blah. In that half hour time, I'd only gotten to page three of the document, and had taken up in a half hour telling them all the stuff that was wrong, just through page three of an eleven page <laughs> document, and that actually had five more pages of stuff that I had read and noted on. And like one thing, you set up a half hour meeting to go through this. No, I've done this before, and normally this is at least an hour long, if not two, right? And it's like, well, why is it only half hour? Now, when and before I talked to my boss, I was like, do they really want, you know, honest feedback? Or and she's like, give them honest feedback. And I was like, and then after I was like, yeah, you don't you don't set up a half hour. She's like, well, they're used to people just saying, yeah, it's good. I'm like, but it wasn't good. <laughs> it wasn't good. And and I'm like really really bad, right? And I think that's the thing. A lot of people they go up there and they they just want you to be like, yeah, you're good, right? Mm -hmm. And and they really don't want that feedback to grow. And of course, you know, they get butthurt about it. And the first thing I want to do is lash out and be like, yeah, you know, 
Well, it's it's interesting because Dave Sim talks about that, and he's like, you know, if if people really truly show signs that they want to grow, he will dissect their work like crazy, and he'll pick it apart and say, okay, well, this needs this, this needs that, this needs that. He'll show them what to do with their lettering. He'll do all kinds of things. But he's like, if I see that they're developing on their own and they they're obviously aware of their weaknesses, and if they show me a twenty page book and page 20 looks better than page 1, then all I'm going to say to them is, you're on the right track, keep doing what you're doing. And he learned on the job, because look at his first issue. Oh, oh my man. gosh. Cerebus is such a precipitous climb in quality from yeah. issue 1 to issue 50. It's yeah. incredible. You would never recognize it as the same artist. To be continued. All right there, folks. That was Our Moms Think We're Funny. Let's, uh, let's give him a hand. <laughs>